0: Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
1: From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. And now here's your host, Michael Fries. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. Earlier this year, Transport Topics released its special report concerning recruitment and retention in the trucking industry. In their struggle to find and keep drivers, fleets have applied several methods in encouraging employment, namely raising pay rates. Many trucking companies have announced such increases, in addition to other incentives to lure new and experienced drivers. In this episode, we'll ask the question, how effective will pay increases be in recruiting and retaining truck drivers, and how much of an impact does driver pay have in finding new and experienced drivers? We'll speak with Transport Topics reporter Connor Wolf about the raising pay rate efforts later in the podcast. But first, let's get into the role that driver pay plays in hiring and keeping talent. For that, we are pleased to have Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO at DriverReach. Welcome to the Road Science podcast, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Great to have you on. This is our first meeting, so so this is going to be exciting. Yeah, Jeremy, um the reason why we have you on is discuss driver pay. It's a big topic every time that you see the Atree list of concerns for the year, you know, driver pay among many other things are on the top of that list. And and pay is often described as a symptom of that shortage to find qualified drivers. How much is that discrepancy in, in driver pay attributed to wages not rising in the rate of inflation? Or is it uh, the labor market collectively not attracted to a, dri- uh, a driver's salary? I mean, is it either one of those things?
2: Well, I, I don't think it's the salary itself that, that might be the uh determining factor of not getting enough new entrants into the industry. I think it's more of the lifestyle that's expected that comes with the job. And as a result, in order to attract more that pay is going to have to be, you know, commensurate with the offset of, you know, being home every day and that sort of thing. And the pay issue generally has more to do with that long haul segment of the trucking uh space versus, you know, more, you know, local, you know, home daily type of operations. So I, I will tell you Michael though pay when you survey drivers pay is usually not the number one issue that they complain about. Um it's it's not not important, but it's usually not number one. I think most important is generally this feeling that they're uh, appreciated and feeling heard um or that the equipment is, you know, up to par and and in good operating, you know, condition and and Just a sense of uh, respect and those sorts of things. Those tend to trump pay, but pay is tangible. Pay is real. We can feel it.
1: You know, that was the thing that I came across in the the special report of recruitment and retention. When I spoke to drivers, you know, that was the the main thing too, Jeremy, where, you know, they wanted to feel appreciated and then feeling appreciated, especially with the qualified drivers. You know, it was about comfort and, you know, knowing that a company can rely on you and and things like that. You know, things that that make you feel appreciated when when you're working in any you know, company, but but you know when it, as you said, the tangible value of of pay is is there. It, it remains a a constant uh, concern for for drivers. You know, besides you know filling, um, appreciated. You know, uh, you had mentioned the work conditions. I mean, is it more of a generational thing? You know, trying to find drivers because the the driver, you know, the average age of a driver is is somewhere in the mid fifties or so. And, um, you know, that whole thing, you know, just growing up and me being uh, of that particular certain age as well, I remember the career of a truck driver is, you know, being out on that road, you know, uh, you know, away from your family, but you're earning, you know, you're earning a living, but there's that moment of being away where a millennial is more concentrated on just kind of the work-life balance. and, And especially for those who want a career in trucking, you know, they would more lean toward. You know that uh, the, the driver. You know, maybe a, the last mile delivery driver, or or having a, a type of route that you'll be able to come home at the end of the day. I mean, does that play into to just uh, the uh, the truck driver salary and the tr- truck driver lifestyle? In that, I mean, where's that work in this equation?
2: Yeah. So I think you know. It's, it's conceivable, right? When somebody becomes a truck driver, they're probably going to have to be in a long haul over the road driver for a period of time. And then they may want to do that for a much longer period of time. They may enjoy it. They're, they're, the, the, the life that goes on around them is okay with that. But, but then sometimes those things change, those dynamics change. And maybe, you know, there's a significant other that's involved, or maybe there's children or even grandchildren that, that Start to impact that dynamic. And instead you say, I, I don't want to be over the road anymore. I need to be home more often. I need to have more work life balance. I need to be able to spend time with these loved ones that, 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 that are now in my life. And so, you know, the industry encompasses all of that. And so we, you know, there's it's plenty of times where you have a driver transition from, you know, that long haul type of scenario into a more local or regional or home daily uh, type of, you know, job. And it's usually because they need to accommodate some change uh, in in their life. And so that's all good. But what I'd say is that the best type of uh, driver, I think for that long haul segment, best in terms of not being tied down to life, you know, at home, is somebody who's much younger. Right? They, just, they just don't have that yet. Um, which is why I'm a big advocate of, you know, uh, in promoting, you know, a reduction in the minimum age from 18 to 21. And you've got to be able to get those younger, newer entrants into the industry properly trained and doing that type of work. Because their life um, affords it, it's it's a better fit. But I know that Michael, that doesn't have anything to do with you know salary and and driver pay. And one thing I want to maybe maybe focus on is one of the biggest issues is twofold. There there are drivers feel in some cases that they're not paid uh, appropriately for the amount of work that they're doing. So when they're paid in piecemeal approach, my by the mile, by the stop, and certain things like that if there's If there's a lot of downtime detention time that they're not getting compensated for, their valuable time that they're able to work in the course of a day they're not getting compensated for, so they're being shortchanged they feel and, and rightfully so and one of the best things that I believe a company can do to 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 offset that is put together a minimum weekly guarantee. That you know, no matter what, as long as the driver is able to work every day, and we're going to do everything we can to dispatch them uh, to the best of their legal hours to operate, we're going to make sure that they earn no less than X a week, and that way it puts a floor into what they know they can expect to make take home every single week on a consistent basis, and that that alleviates so much um, so much of their of, of their concerns or anxiety. So I think that's something that we've seen a lot of companies doing that over the last you know, decade or so. And I think that is, uh, it's really conducive to a, to a much better pay environment for, from a driver's perspective.
1: From time to time, an issue commands so much of the industry's attention that it requires a deeper dive, a resource readers can turn to, a Transport Topic special report. We're turning our attention to another big issue, electrification, and the key factors that will drive this industry trend. In every case, we're working to provide our readers with information, analysis, and clarity on key issues confronting fleets. One comprehensive resource packed with insights that can give you the edge. Transport Topics invites you to learn more about our special reports. To reserve your copy of the latest special report, visit ttn.ws forward slash electrification. Were you able to catch our technology and maintenance event, RETOOL? If not, you have the opportunity to reimagine conversations between the corner office and the repair shop by texting RETOOL to 474747. That's RETOOL to 474747. Tune in to deep discussions about equipment, technology, big picture trucking trends, and the launch of our new Corley maintenance supplement, Calibrate. Join us for a launch and learn special geared toward your business. You know, in addition to that pay floor that you're, you're just mentioning, you know, there's, there's various fleets, um, you know, that have announced, you know, pay rates um, increasing for potential drivers. And, uh you know, having that, you know, having that trend um, among fleets, you know, especially earlier this year, um, you know, that may that may remedy the problem, you know. But um, but as a uh, as a person who works in the field to get drivers and and fleets connected together, um, what type of metrics, you know. Uh, can you use to know that this is working i mean what what how do you know that it will be working you know, with uh you know with you know you having that um that pay floor that you're mentioning and fleets you know raising their rates to to entice drivers how will you know what, when that is working
2: well i think it's hard to isolate that by itself but i think you're going to look at your retention are you keeping drivers but again number one issue for them is not pay well I mean, in fact atri shows number one issue for them is truck parking you know i mean not that pays not important because it is and i think you know having that that floor in place is real and it matters but you know addressing some of those other things um such as can i can i help a dri- can i make it easier for a driver to find parking when they need can i secure parking for them so they know when they're on their you know 10th or 11th hour of driving they're going to be able to find a place and have secure parking like those are the sorts of things that when you do those in addition taking care of them and making them feel that they're compensated fairly your your retention numbers are going to skyrocket and so your turnover being dramatically reduced that i mean i think that's the metric that you're looking for is am i seeing my turnover decrease dramatically Um, it is going to cost you i mean obviously it's going to eat into your operating margin unless you can secure higher rates to offset it but uh, I think you, you'll see that difference in, in turnover.
1: Yeah, Jeremy, you were just mentioning, you know, truck parking, and I spoke to Rebecca Brewster uh, about that, and, and it is the number one issue concerning drivers. But but it, it also all bleeds together because with, with truck parking, it's it's also an issue of, of safety and convenience. And and no matter how much you're getting paid, <laughs> um, you, you're uh, you know if you're not feeling safe or, or or comfortable in the job that you're doing, there's going to be Lots of lots of turnover. And as you had stated about, you know, taking care of the driver, your retention your rates will will go will go higher. Um, you know, before I, uh, I let you go, I just wanted to ask you, too, you know, besides the the, the pay raise uh, and you mentioned it, you touched upon this a little bit. But what other steps are fleets and third parties taking uh, that that you see is encouraging toward uh massaging pay issues for truckers.
2: Well, I I think it always boils down to does the driver feel well, and I use the word respect, that's a really broad, you know, I'm going to I'm going to say when I say respect, it also means a driver is going to feel respect if and when they feel like they're being compensated uh, fairly for the work that they're doing. And so I I think anytime you have a driver who is needing to spend a lot of downtime and not being compensated for it, got to remedy that somehow figure out a way to make sure that that driver is being compensated enough to offset that what what potential revenue they're losing by not moving or not being active you know and and doing something that generates revenue for the company those are the types of things that are, are really important and that again gets back to why i say you know having a floor putting a a a program in place that guarantees uh you know a minimum. You're basically saying, look, the onus is on me as the carrier. I'm going to do everything I can to dispatch you in a way to g- help you generate as much money as you can for yourself within the confines of the rules. However, if I can't do that, that's my problem and I'm going to eat it because I'm going to make sure you're taken care of first. And I think when when that's the message that you convey to the driver, now they feel that respect. They feel like, okay, I'm valuable enough that they're going to put their neck out there because there may be times when when the company eats it and, and might, you know, have a loss for the week, but they did that because it was the right thing to do to make sure that driver's whole. Sometimes you got to do that. And I think that goes a long way in, in ensuring that the driver feels rewarded for, uh, for their effort.
1: Well, I mean... Uh, I- well, here I'm going to ask you, as I, I do with most guests, uh, to put your analyst hat on in that sense of of, of being uh, in the shoes of of that CEO of that fleet, where you're talking about eating costs. Do you think that's somewhat of a of a fear uh, that that companies uh, don't take that chance in, in, in investing in that driver? I mean, because you know, I, I was mentioning th- that first question about just sort of the wages uh, rising in, with the rate of inflation. You know, with uh, you know just with inflation, you know, you can, uh, you know, bread and, and milk, you know, it, it fluctuates, it goes up and down, but you, you, you don't have that luxury with, with, a, with driver pay, you know, you, you're not going to give a driver a raise or present a, a, a pay rate and then, you know, come down because, you know, of what's happening with the economy. I mean, but, but, but besides that, I mean, is there a certain fear that that companies have? I mean, in your opinion, that that they don't take those steps to to eat those costs, as you mentioned, to 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 help drivers, to help bring in drivers with a competitive rate?
2: Yeah, well, and and that's certainly, I think I saw a recent article just about that. I mean, you know, there will be carriers who are uh, who, who are aggressively raising pay to attract drivers, and it's not only new drivers that they're hiring at a higher rate. Obviously, they've got to do that same for all of their current drivers um in some cases even more so you know for those who have, who are tenured you know for years um and so that's the danger of you you continue to do that and that eats into your operating you know margin to your profits and then you know when when the economy rolls over and and now you're having to haul freight for less or you know the price of fuel continues to climb or you know these sorts of things that now you're 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 in the red so you've got to be really careful which frankly is a reason why Rather than be so aggressive on the front end and, and, and guarantee so much stuff up front that you may end up holding the bag later, I think it's far better to say, look, we, no driver that works here will ever make any less than X. And whatever X is, it's different for you know, different regions of the country, for different types of jobs. But you always say, no matter what, I will always make sure that every driver is always going to make X. Because it's one thing to say, hey, we're going to pay all of our drivers $0.60 cents a mile, $0.80 cents a mile. Well, that's all fine, but what really matters is how much is that driver taking home every week. You know, if if I make eighty cents a mile, but I'm only driving, you know, a hundred miles, that ain't going to cut it. You know, I need I'm going to need a lot more than that. So, um, what's important is what am I taking home every week? And and I and I can't stress enough. You know, I think companies can protect themselves from that inevitable rollover, economically speaking, um, with that you know a guaranteed type of program like that, as long as it's not. You know, too aggressive. But what you're trying to do is smooth out the 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 week where the driver might make two thousand dollars one week, and then the next week, the driver makes twelve hundred. That sort of discrepancy on a week to week basis, which is common, that's what it's that's what makes it so nerve wracking for a driver. And so that inconsistency uh, causes a lot of anxiety.
1: Jeremy, it's been a pleasure having you on this episode. Um, I'm glad to meet you for the first time. And I, I soon to hope to see you when we're able to get on the road and go to trade shows and, and talk trucking.
2: Pleasure's all mine, uh, Michael. Thank you so much. Look forward to meeting you in person as well.
1: In times like these, it's crucial to stay informed. Transport Topics is offering all the information you need to make business decisions in these unprecedented times. And in the wake of the many event cancellations and group gatherings, TT ensures a virtual way to consume business content and conversation. To join the conversation and stay ahead of the news, follow Transport Topics on all social outlets or by visiting ttn.ws forward slash stay informed. Welcome back to Road Signs. I just had an interesting conversation with Jeremy Raymer from Driver Reach about driver pay, and it led to even more questions. And for those questions, we bring on Connor Wolf, reporter here at Transport Topics. Welcome to the show, Connor.
3: Great to be here, Michael. Thank you for having me.
1: Glad to have you on. You know, Connor, I know that you have been covering this topic like a hawk, driver pay, but it's interwoven between a lot of other issues. So just to get started, tell me about your reporting when it comes to fleets increasing their pay rates to attract drivers. What, What have you been seeing?
3: uh so yeah over um pretty much since q3 of last year uh, right when uh the freight market started becoming really strong again after that dip from uh the beginning of the coronavirus um and you know the industry was just really busy uh there was a refocus to recruit drivers and a lot of companies Pretty much consistently since then, um, you know, even now, uh, have been announcing pay raises, and it's just a matter of um, we're at a point right now where we don't, uh, the industry does not have enough drivers to meet the demand that we're seeing right now. Um, the demand obviously caused by um, you know a lot of activity on just the consumer side, but also uh, rebuilding inventories, which they've made a lot of progress on doing that, but there was a massive hit during the beginning of the coronavirus, so they're still trying to get uh, inventories built. So you have all these factors adding to demand, not enough drivers to meet that demand. Um, and so companies are in a very heated, I wouldn't want to say war or battle, but we'll say friendly competition to get as many drivers as possible for their company to be able to fulfill the needs of their customers. And they're all fighting over a, a fairly limited pool. And if I may explain why there's a bit of a driver shortage, this has been going on for years at this point, and it's an ip and flow with the industry. Uh, when demand is low, obviously they don't need as much drivers, but when demand's high, uh, they usually don't have enough drivers. So it's it's a ip and flow type issue that has gone back many years at this point. However, when the coronavirus hit, this existing problem turned a lot worse for several reasons. Uh, One um, big reason for that Uh, was the driver workforce for the commercial truck industry uh, tends to um, err more on the older side for a lot of different reasons. And so when the coronavirus hit, all those people that were either past retirement age or are close to retirement age, the question came up, you know, is it worth potentially getting sick, bringing that disease back to my family and all the stuff that could go on with that? Is that worth it or should I just retire now? So you saw a bunch of retirees and then the pipeline of new drivers that are supposed to replace um, drivers that are retiring, first of all, is pretty slow as is. It's just not as popular a job amongst uh, youths as it was you know, back in previous generations. Um, but overall, there was still a good pipeline going in. But then when the coronavirus hit, Uh, a lot of the driver training schools and programs and stuff like that were either shut down to avoid spreading it, or the capacity of uh, these different uh, driving schools and training programs were limited to keep um, students separated out and adhere to social distancing, which obviously was a major part of trying to stop the coronavirus. So you had this not enough new drivers coming in and some drivers leaving the industry either to retire or do something with less risk of spreading a virus, which obviously going to different locations, there's that risk that's going to be inherent. So that's kind of where that problem stemmed from. And now that demand is really good, carriers are doing all they can to recruit from the limited pool of drivers that are
1: available. You know, one of the things, and you had just mentioned that, you know, pay is Used to get the drivers into the door, but as I've been learning, and as you've been reporting, there's much more to you know offering increased pay to to not only recruit the drivers but to retain those drivers and One of the things that I spoke about with Jeremy Raymer was that you know pay is one of the issues, but it's not the issue and what he had brought up just a uh, you know, job satisfaction just the the driver being appreciated and, and another topic that he brought up was was truck parking but I, I know through your reporting there are some other issues as well that affects driver recruitment and retention although we're you know we're talking about pay but you know one of the things that that's been brought up as well is, is equipment can can you elaborate on that
3: yeah um, and you're completely right pay is what uh, what most drivers will notice first you know that's that's kind of the top line piece of information that a company should kind of be aware of however, it's not going to be necessarily what's going to get them to accept a job. And it's certainly not going to be what's going to um, get them to stay with a job. Equipment, as you mentioned, is a massive issue. And obviously, um, in the current environment, uh, you know, given that because of the chip issue, the semiconductor chip issue, it's hard to get new equipment. Um, it's obviously very constrained. However, there's still things you can do. Make sure that you have a good maintenance team that's, um, that's on the spot, that's ready to repair things quickly. And you're keeping things as even old equipment as clean and in working condition as possible. It's harder with older equipment, but it's still something they can do. And this is a massive difference uh, between a driver choosing to leave a company or staying with a company, it's critical for retention. And some of your listeners might ask, at least the ones that aren't in the industry, uh, why is that? Uh, why why would equipment be such a big thing? You know, you can still get from point A to point B with an old truck, and that's true. But the issue is, if you're in the shop for repairs and the company is slow to repair, or your truck is constantly breaking down because you're not doing um, kind of the, the pre checks and the stuff that's supposed to prevent issues to begin with, then they're in the shop. They're not making as much miles enough, uh, as much money as if they're out of the shop. So uh, getting them out of the shop and keeping them out of the shop as much as possible is is very important. And also it affects other issues that are also usually when the uh, different recruitment agencies and stuff pull drivers, it, it impacts. Uh, other issues that are important to drivers like home time. Drivers like home time. They want to be either, you know, just have moment to themselves or they want to be with their families and don't have this issue as much with last mile. But those drivers that are driving across the country, staying long hauls on the road, they're not seeing their family as much as someone who's working a nine to five who gets to go home to their children and wife every day. And so, If you're in the shop across the country, getting your truck fixed for something that could have been a a preventable issue, then that's going to affect the driver and how much they want to stay with the company. So equipment is night and day. Get the drivers on the road and get them back home during their home time. That's really what it comes down to. And that means making sure equipment is, is good and when it does break down, your uh, the company is ready as quickly as possible to fix the issue.
1: As you have stated, Connor, equipment is a major concern for job retention and recruitment. We had covered this in the inaugural issue of Calibrate when we, had sp- when we spoke about cab comfort and something that was maybe on the scale of things a, a minor concern, but it's for a driver that's a ma- major concern. If you're not comfortable in your seat, you, you can't really do your job effectively or, or, or even worse things. But, um, you know, that does tie into, to everything that we're, we're talking about here, you know, Connor, before I I let you go, what have some of the the fleets done to alleviate that, uh, problem of, of driver pay in, in the sense of getting those, when they have those drivers that are retired and, you know, they're having problems attracting new drivers, what are fleets doing to. Entice those new drivers, I mean, you know, through pay and through everything else that they're. That they're trying to do to recruit them.
3: Well, uh, unsurprisingly, um, obviously, pay is is still number one. That that reigns supreme in terms of what you're going to most likely see in terms of driver recruitment and retention. However, there's there's a lot of other stuff companies have done. Um, I know of some companies that have done regional pay, meaning if you're going into an area that is known for drivers don't like to go into, or is known for being more expensive, or have more expensive gas, or whatever the issue you're going to get paid more to go into those areas, kind of a, as a, a reward to drivers that are willing to take the tough jobs. Another big piece of it is culture. And a lot of companies are doing a lot of things to make sure that their culture is is as welcoming and and supportive to drivers as possible. I, I mentioned before, when, when we're talking about equipment, that the big thing is making sure that you can get repairs done as quickly as possible and stuff like that. That And I know I've heard of some companies that are are very adamant about making sure that their shops are fully functional and getting things done as quickly as possible. When it comes to the cultural thing, yeah, there's a lot of things that companies do to just make sure that their drivers feel appreciated and welcomed, driver appreciation days, awards... Bonuses, holidays, uh, holidays is a big one, and make it, it you know vacation days. Making sure that drivers get paid extra if they choose to to drive on some of these holidays. It all comes down to there's a lot there's a lot of things that a carrier can do to recruit and retain drivers. But if you're only going to do a few of them, it, you know, put your resources where where it matters the most. It's pay. Make sure that they're getting a fair. Uh, fair compensation for the work that they're doing, culture, make sure the driver just feels appreciated and that the company doesn't think of them as just another cog in the machine, but a part of a family, basically, that they care about them. That's going to be night and day. And then equipment, make sure they have good equipment and you can repair the equipment quickly when something goes wrong. There's obviously a lot more things a company can do and a lot of things companies probably haven't done yet that some company in a couple weeks or a couple months is going to think of that's actually a really good idea in terms of uh, mitigating this problem. But if you're gonna look at the higher level uh, level kind of bird's eye view of things, definitely focus on those three. Uh, pay, a welcoming culture, and good equipment. And that is going to go a long way in terms of retention and, and recruitment.
1: You know, one of the underlying themes that I keep hearing is that drivers need to be appreciated. And I think that's a theme that we're going to be hearing in the future. Connor, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for stopping by.
3: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure being on
0: Did you know you can ask Alexa to open Transport Topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with Transport Topics.
1: Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How effective will pay increases be in recruiting and retaining truck drivers? And how much of an impact does driver pay have in finding new and experienced drivers? First, we'd like to thank Jeremy Raymer and Connor Wolf for coming on to Signs to discuss the impact of driver pay. And from listening to our guests, it's hard to discuss driver pay in a vacuum without mentioning other factors in the struggle to obtain driving talent. As we learned in this episode, although driver pay is an important concern in the industry, there are other worries such as driver satisfaction and truck parking that leaders say are a top priority. However, pay is the more tangible issue at the end of the day and where the pain points are most felt. Finding solutions like, as Jeremy Raymer mentioned, a minimum weekly guarantee could remedy the problem. But as he also said, it comes down to the driver feeling appreciated. And for fleets, finding that balance will go a long way in curbing their turnover rates. If you enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with the Road Signs team or reach me on Twitter at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Road Signs.
0: Until then, I'm Michael Fries. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast.